Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, where I speak to leading guitar players from all around the world. Thank you so much for joining me. Now today I revisit my conversation with the absolutely legendary John Norum of the band Europe. Yes, we talk about that song, the final countdown and that solo, unbelievable still blows me away to this day. We talk about John's influences and Europe's latest album, Walk the Earth. This show was originally published leading up to Europe's tour of Australia in 2018, and it's just as much fun to listen to it again now as it was then. This episode is brought to you by The Pedal Movie, a feature-length film all about effects pedals created by the Music Gear Marketplace, Reverb. I am super excited about this film. The Pedal Movie features nearly 100 interviews with people like Steve Vai, Peter Frampton, Jay Maskus, Billy Corgan, and more, including some of our Guitar Speak podcast alumni like Dweezil Zappa, Sarah Lipstate, Johnny Barmer, and Brian Wampler. Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. For more information, visit www.thepedalmovie.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. You're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player. Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. All right, let's just jump straight into it. Here's my conversation with John Norum of the band Europe. Here we go. John Norum, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you. Great great to have you. We're all very excited that Europe will be touring Australia in May 2018. I'm all surprised that this was the first Europe tour of, of Australia. Yes. Yeah, it will be the first time. None of us have ever been there before. I mean... You know, we haven't been there as a band or in 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 on holiday or anything like that. So it'd be the first time for all of us. Oh, so we are very excited to come to Australia. You know, because uh, and we've been all all over the world and, and played and, and toured and stuff, but we've never been in Australia. So we're very excited to find finally come to Australia and play Excellent. for all the fans. Great stuff. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. John, when I I want to yeah. talk about the new album. Uh, such a great record. Um, but if I can go back a bit, the first time I heard you, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of guitar players, the first time we heard you was when the final countdown was released. And when I was, yeah, when I was advanced enough to try and work out what you were doing, which wasn't for a while, but I realised you were really linking um, some very fiery diatonic playing um, with a really heavy blues yeah. influence. In fact, the solo in that song, you're really leapfrogging between the two and that 
that seems to be a, yeah. a hallmark of your style. John, can I ask what influenced you in developing yeah. that style? Well, it started with uh, it started with Richie Blackmore when I heard when I heard Made in Japan. Okay, yeah. Uh, when that came, I, I I heard it in like in, in the mid seventies. Sometimes um, a friend of mine in school, you know, he said you got to he's got to hear this album. And, and before that, I've been mainly just listening to um, more uh, softer stuff like uh, Elvis, I, you know. Uh, albums that my mom and dad had at home, basically, you know, Elvis, Beatles, uh, you know, uh, The Stones, and things like that, uh, yeah. bands like that, and uh, and the Purple Made in Japan. That, that was it for me. This when I heard, like, wow, this is, when I heard Strange Kind of Woman, you know, Richard Blackmore's tone and his phrasing and everything, and it was like it was heavy, and uh, that's when I decided to uh, that I wanted to start to play lead guitar. Okay. Because before that, I was just just mainly just uh, strumming on on my mom's acoustic guitar at home, you know, playing okay. along with the Elvis songs, and yeah, cool. things like that. So, so, so that's really how, when it started, and when I decided, it's like I want to, I want to learn how to play lead guitar, you know, because that was the coolest thing I ever heard. <laughs> that's great. Were you playing an electric <laughs> guitar at that stage? No, I was just playing acoustic. Okay. You know? okay. I was just uh, learning chords. My mom, my mom uh, is a guitar player as well. She she showed me like a, a few chords so I can you know play along to the Elvis albums and and Cliff Richard and <laughs> whatever else it was at the time. You know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and right. then, you know? and, uh, and uh, so yeah, I I didn't have an electric guitar and. Uh, um, I I I finally got one in, in, in I think it was in the mid seventies sometime and I can't remember the year because I'm really bad at years and dates and stuff sure. like that. Yeah, uh, so so and the first one I got was an an arbiter. Uh and it had a whammy bar on it which was very exciting. You can do some dive bombs and stuff. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and it, it, it was like an SG shape okay. uh, guitar with with they would like a strap headstock, you know. Yeah. Like a, it's like a cheap cheap uh, cheap guitar but, but yeah, I remember when I when I got it, you know, I saved the money for quite quite some time and and um I just picked it up at, at this guy's house and he didn't have a case to it and so I just, you know, just kind of just walk along and walk along the street there with the guitar, you know. And, and when I got home, I just put it, I put it, you know, against the wall. And when it was time to go to bed, and I, I couldn't sleep all night. I was like just laying there staring at this thing. It was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. You know? It was, <laughs> it was exciting. <laughs> so, so and after that, and after that, I just uh, I got a, a Japanese um, uh, Les Paul. Uh, called Morris, okay. uh, uh, Gold Top, uh, and uh, just started playing along to bands like you know, uh, UFO, uh, Michael Schenker, you know Gary Moore, uh, Finn Lizzie, you know all the guitar players. Yeah, cool. And yeah, uh, was a huge Lizzie fan, fan still, still is. Okay. Yep. And uh, and Black Sabbath and whatever whatever was going on all the time, you know, whatever the seventies bands, you know, the hard rock seventies bands, and sure, were huge influence. And and, uh, 
and 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 was it, so it was a mix between, and and also I was very much into uh, because my stepdad had a, a huge collection of uh, of albums with blues guitar players like Mike Bloomfield and, and, and uh, John Mayer's blues player with Peter Green and Eric Clapton and things like that. So, okay. so he said, said to me, like, you, you, you got to listen to this, you know, this is kind of like the, the Bible for blues and rock guitar. And awesome. So I listened to that. I listened to that stuff a lot, you know, like Eric Clapton, Peter Green, one, a Hard Road, a Hard Road and the and the classic Biano Biano album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't Pretty. know. I, yep. Yeah, they say Biano. They say Bino, Bino. I think they say actually Bino album. But it's not actually called called called. It's not called that. But it's just because they're Clapton sitting there reading reading it. But I think it's just called John Mayall's Blue Breakers featuring Eric Clapton. Okay. Eric Clapton or something like that. But for some reason, people call that the Bino album because he's. He's reading the the comic, you know, woman sitting there. Oh, that's right on the cover, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, so the, the the melodic the melodic part, the melodic stuff uh, basically comes from Thin Lizzy, you know, the, yep. the harmonies uh, and uh, Michael Schenker was also very big influence because of his great melodies that he did uh, the album he did with UFO in the seventies. You know, okay. That's cool. That's so I just cool. kind of mix it all together. I just kind of mix it all together with a, a little bit more of the classical uh, stuff that Richard Blackman did, and uh, you can actually hear that on the final countdown solo. It's very much Richard Blackman influence, and then you have you know a few blue flicks uh, thrown in there. You know, yeah, yeah, that type of thing. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. So yeah, I guess what you've just explained that really sums up those kind of two sides of your playing but you, you seem to meld them together very seamlessly it's really your thing now yeah yeah I just, yeah it's just yeah I just um, I just do what I do whatever, whatever feels natural you know and uh, I don't I don't I don't analyze it that much anymore I, I used to do it more in the 80s you know think about those things but now I guess whatever fits the song, the song's the best, you know, that's what I'm after. If it's, if it's a fast song, I just go for it and, and just improvise, you know, whatever happens, happens. And But if it, maybe if it's a, if it's a more a slow song or a more melodic song, I, I like to work out like a melody thing in, in it. Uh, and uh, I might borrow some a melody line from the vocals or something and add it into the guitar solo and things like that, you know? Yeah, so. very cool. Very cool. The latest Europe yeah. album, Walk the Earth, that came out in 2017, um, full of so much great stuff. It's yeah. interesting you mention the 70s hard rock influences for a band that, yeah, obviously you guys started in the 80s, but you seem to bring a lot of the 70s. I hear a lot of um, your synthesis of, I guess, Deep Purple and, and Zeppelin and... And are some of those oh, yeah, influences yeah. on the new record? Sounds great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those are the bands that influenced us when we started, you know. And we kind of have gone back to roots a bit, you know, with that whole thing. You know, we want it's, it's nothing we really planned like we want to play, you know, classic rock or anything like that. It just it just has come natural to us now, you know. And and we're uh, using and we recorded the last album at uh, Abbey Road Studios in yeah, London. Yeah. So, 
so so it, it was fun. It was exciting to 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 be there, and and we wanted to get that sound. We wanted to get that warm sound that that the album albums had in the seventies, mm-hmm. you know. And and because I mean, a lot of albums these days sound very cold yeah, to me. I mean, because everything is recorded digital and all that stuff, so. So we use we use old old tape machines and old compressors and I mean Joe is saying to the compressor that John Lennon would want to oh, use, okay. you know. And, wow, uh, that's really cool. And, 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 and yeah, and and I'm using I'm, I'm using the same console as uh, for the for the guitar parts and for, for some drums as well, like uh, like Pink Floyd recorded Dark Side of the Moon on the same same gear, you know, it's still there, you know. So. So it was exciting to be there and 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 finally get to get to work in such a legendary place. Absolutely, yeah. So that was a deliberate move to record at Abbey Road to to capture some of that vintage kind of vibe with through the equipment and and that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the album sounds so warm, you know, because we use all that gear. Uh, it's from the sixties and the seventies, you know. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a warm it's a warm, thick sounding album, you know. It's uh, and that's the way we like it, you know. I mean, I, I think the, the best recordings and the best sounding albums came from the seventies, you know. So, so I'm, I'm I'm like I said, it's from very old school in that sense. I, I'm not I'm not into uh, high tech new productions that much, you know. I, mm-hmm. I like it to sound warm. Warm and nice. <laughs> yeah, cool. The, the guitar sounds fantastic. Like, I mean, just, the whole album sounds great, but the guitars are so big and and present. What what sort of gear are you running to pull those tones? Uh, amps, you mean? Amps? Yeah. What 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 amps did you uh, bring along in guitars? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's uh, it's it's um, Marshall amps. Uh, one is one is a fifty watt. Um, which is from the nineteen seventy one. Okay. Yeah. It's actually it's like a base it's like a base amp. It's a, oh. it's a model nineteen eighty six. Is it the super base? Uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, and that that one that one is a great sounding amp. So I use that one for for all the uh, I mean ninety percent of the album. Okay. I use that one. Uh, and except for one solo. And, and a few rhythm parts where I mix when I do some overdubs on the rhythms. Uh, I use the Jason 800. Okay, yep. Which is, I, I guess, considered vintage now too because it's from like the early 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason 800 yeah. amps. So, so, um, so, yeah, it was just those two amps, two amps that, that old 71 and, and, uh, and an 80s Jason 800. Okay. I, I mixed right. together. You know? Great. So, yeah. yeah. Did, did so, you... And the guitars are, are just, and the guitars are just, you know, vintage stuff. You know, I mean, it's uh, I have a '65 Strat, which I had now for 30 years. Okay. I, it's wow. actually the same guitar I I, I recorded the Final Countdown. Oh, okay. Wow. So I, awesome. I, yeah, I call, I call it the, the Final Countdown guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's and great. and uh, then uh, and then one left called fifty eight reissue and uh, and the flying V. You know, I like the I like these classic classic shapes. You know, I'm not into the in any funny funny shape shapes. <laughs> funny shape <laughs> sure. you know? uh, 
you know, uh, um, yeah, it was a Telecaster and Fives um, and Strats and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Old, 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 old school stuff, basically. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Are you um Are you boosting the amps with yeah. any pedals or anything for, particularly for some of the solos and things? Um, not, uh, not the Jason Eight Hundred. I just go straight into that one. It okay. Doesn't need, it doesn't need to boost anything because that one has has enough gain already. Sure. But uh, the seventy one, the seventy one, I I use uh, an overdrive pedal, which is a which is a DOD. Um, 250 overdrive preamp. Oh, okay, yes, called, the classic. You know, yeah, it's one. Yeah, classic one. The, the first one they made, I think, uh, it came out in the late 70s, sometime. I think. Okay, great. Uh, so I used that one with with with, with a 50 with a 71 uh, 50 watt amp. Uh, those are great, but it's quite noisy, so you have to use uh, a, no, a noise gate in front of it. But, oh, okay, uh, they sure. They sound great. They're very. They have great sustain, and, and they have a lot of. You know, string in, in the sound. You know, they, they don't compress uh, so much either. So, yeah, just one of those old stump boxes. You know. Yeah, great. Yeah, sounds fantastic. That's it. And then we just add whatever effects, uh, whatever effects we want to add. We just do that. You know, to the mixing, uh, like a little, little bit of reverb, maybe a little bit of delay in a few places and things like that. And, and then I. I yeah, I use a fuzz box too on one song, uh, uh, Haze, and uh, because uh, our producer Dave Cobb, uh, he, he's a huge fan of old fuzz boxes, so he wanted me to use it on on one song. Okay. Because I've never really been into fuzz boxes that much, but, but when I heard it, oh, this is really cool, you know. So I, I don't know, one of his old ones. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, that's uh, and and and. Uh, and the, and the flanger as well on on one song I think so just just not not many effects you know not into really that much effects I just want to have a little bit of a little bit of delay and and, and uh, maybe a chorus or a flanger on some like clean stuff okay you know? yeah and that's about it you know? nice. and and of course the wobble pedal I, I have to make, of course the wobble pedal yeah is very important I, I love the wobble pedal. Yeah, I, I I use I use the I I, I use the, I think the best one I, I ever heard is, is the one that Custom Audio Electronics in in Los Angeles makes. Oh, okay, Bob yeah, Bradshaw. the Bob Bradshaw one, yeah, cool. That, that yeah, yeah, that one is, is amazing. It has two settings. You can get one that is kind of darker, and one is sounds just kind of uh, sounds kind of like a cry, an old cry baby. You know? Okay, and yeah, yeah. Boost function in it as well, so you can get. An extra boost, you know. When you get tired, after you have been playing for like an hour and a half and still have a half, half an hour to go, you push that thing in and you get a little bit of help. So, on the way, you know, it's like yes. when, when you think when you think about getting tired, you, you get a little help from that, from that thing, a little boost. You know? That's great. That's cool. Yeah. I hope you are enjoying today's interview. Now, this podcast is brought to you by The Pedal Movie, a feature-length film all about effects pedals created by the music gear marketplace Reverb. Now, you know we love guitar pedals here on the Guitar Speak podcast, and we're super excited on the release of this film. The Pedal Movie explores how effects pedals and their builders have shaped modern music and guitar playing over time, from the fuzz pedal experiments of the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix, through the shoegaze and indie rock of the 90s, and up to the modern day use of effects. 
Reverb also speaks with builders and leaders from more than 50 pedal brands to answer the big question, how did guitar pedals get so big? Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play and Vudu. For more info, check out thepedalmovie.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by master guitar teacher Joe Elliott. Now, I was a beta tester for the course, and as a music educator myself, I was very impressed by the logical layout and format of the course. Heavyweight guitarists such as Brett Garsett and Greg Koch have also endorsed the program, so check it out at www.fretboardbiology.com. Okay, back to our interview. The, um, when you mentioned the fuzz sound, that must be on the track Wolves, I think. I That, that stuck out that tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it's on it's on uh, it's on Hayes and it might be on some other song as well. I can't remember. Okay, now, but I'm I'm sure it, it's all over the place on the song Hayes. Yeah, uh, that gets pretty it, trippy. That song. It, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. All the rhythm rhythm stuff is um, it's a first box, and uh, also actually I did I, I did a solo too on. I did a solo too on that song with the with the first box, and I think I did another solo as well with the first box. Okay, uh, I can't remember, but I think it was like two songs or something like that. Because when you do it, you know, I don't plan, I don't, I don't plan it ahead of time. It's like it's just kind of like go in and do it. And it's like when Dave Dave Cobb, the producer, comes up, you know, comes up, why don't you use a first box on this? It's like. Yeah, sure. Why? Let's try it, and then we try it, and oh, that sounded great. You know, it didn't work or whatever. And then I kind of just move on and not forget about it. And then I, and then, then I don't remember how you know what. But <laughs> but the main, main the main sound of the album is is uh, the Jason Eight Hundred straight okay. in and the and the Super Bass Fifty One with the DOD uh, Two Fifty or the Drive preamp. That's the main sound, you know. Great yeah. sounds, yeah. Very organic and, and just big and very, very defined. I think po- po- probably because they're not yeah. very high gain sound. They're they're relatively, they're very thick, but they don't have a lot of a lot of gain by today's standards. You can really, there's a lot of clarity in all the parts that you play. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not into too much gain in overdrive and fizzy kind of guitar sound. I like it kind of clean, you know. I mean, one of my favorite guitar sounds is on, on Made in Japan. Yeah. Uh, Richard Blackmore. I mean, he used like a 200 watt major, uh, a Marshall major 200 watt, and, and just uh, like a, a tone bender with a booster or something. And that's straight in. And it had a very clean sound, but a, a lot of sustain. Mm. So I, I like a lot of sustain, you know, but I don't like it when it gets fizzy and fuzzy. You know, I like to keep it kind of clean, you know. So. Yeah. So you can hear what you're playing. Some people can hear what you're playing. Yeah, nice. That sounds sounds big. Sounds yeah. big. There's a couple of interesting songs on the album. Yeah. Pictures and Turn to Dust. They um, have some very interesting yeah. chord changes, and you you negotiate those very well. Do you have to plan out uh, when you're soloing over those songs that are moving around that are modulating in uh, different places? Uh, I mean, with, it, it was. It was Quite simple, actually, to put that together. I mean, we just have to figure out what, what kind of sound, really, what, what, uh, 
that fits fits the songs and uh, and uh, I just do a bunch of takes. You know, sometimes I just try different songs and mm-hmm. and uh, do a bunch. I might do five or ten takes or something because sometimes we're not sure what is going to fit the song the best. And then uh, Dave Dave Cobb just goes through and says, "I like this one the best," and then he just you know said, "Yeah, yeah, just, just go for it," you know. And, and uh, so, well, the songs the songs are quite simple. It's not nothing. It's not. It's not like all the new or anything. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but they, they're quite interesting chord changes. And stuff yeah, like that. it's it's yeah. a lot more. It's it's a lot more of that now than than any previous album for sure. Sure, you know, sure. So, yeah, and and a lot of that stuff comes from. Uh, uh, our keyboard player, Nick Miguel, because he can come up with stuff on on the on the keyboard, which yeah. are very interesting, and and he's also been he's very much into like, uh, you know, Genesis and Je- Yes and okay. and Frank Zappa and, and, P- and bands like that, you know, and so so he can come up with some really weird stuff, and it's like then I have to like copy it on the guitar. So, oh damn, this is weird. This is like weird <laughs> <and> stuff, you <laughs> know. So, so so yeah. Oh, it, it's good. It's fun. It's fun to it's fun to do that type of thing too. Not just just regular bar chords, you know, typical bar chords all the time. But come up with different type of weird chords, yeah, chord changes nice. and stuff like that. Nice. I mean, talking about the keys, there's some really good, really interesting uh, unison lines you do with with the organ tones on uh, some of the tracks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yes, great. It's a great sound. Yeah. Nicky Michele is he's, he's, he's amazing. He's one of the best, I think. Yeah, cool. So, so when you when you come to Australia um, later this month, what what do you, are you able to bring with you in terms of gear? Can, do you bring your entire rig, or do you have to uh, trim it down a little? No, we, we have to, we have to trim it down a little bit. Uh, not, uh, I'm bringing I'm bringing pretty much the whole rig. I mean, except for the cabinets. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. You know, because uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the cabinets uh, we just do uh, rentals on the cabinets. Yeah, uh, sure. Because they're three, because I'm using like six of them or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many it's going to be this time, this great. time around, but but yeah. it, it, it's not necessary to bring those things because it, it's Marshall anyway. Of course, and, you can get them anywhere. Marshall, Marshall cabs. You can find them anywhere. I'm you know, sure we'll find six of them in Australia uh, for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer the vintage thirties. You know, those are my favorite. But, okay. But the the seventy five watts, the seventy five watts are, are okay too. But the vintage thirties are, are are my favorite. Okay. Yep. But I'm bringing, you know, I'm bringing the I'm bringing the amps, uh, bring two amps. Uh, but I usually just use one. But in, in case one breaks down, so it's good to have a backup. Okay. Yep. And uh, and and then bring. Um, Bring four guitars. Usually, I have uh, five on the road, but we manage we manage uh, manage with four. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so, so, and and the and the and the tiny, not tiny, but uh, it's not tiny anymore. Uh, it used to be a lot smaller. I used to have on three pedals uh, on on like on a, on like a cardboard thing. Yeah, uh, very min- minimal. Small board, but now I have uh, now I have one of those mastermind switching systems, and it has a, it has a pedal pedal board with 
it has uh, five links in it, so I have um, I have access to, um, and that's behind the stage. I just run to, uh, so I just have the mastermind foot control in the front, which has a phase ninety and the and an EP exotic EP booster and um, and a flanger and uh, and the water pedal and uh, and and the DLA and that's it. Okay. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. Sounds good. So, well, that works. Sounds good. Yeah. Don't 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 need any more than that, really. You know, you know, I don't use them that much anyway. So, so I mean, I think uh, the flanger and and, uh, and the phaser I used to use like you know like maybe three or four times in the whole set. The oh, okay, set is, like, sure. Two hours long. But, yeah. So, but it still make a difference in the song because I like to. I like it to sound like the album. You know, we we create whatever I use on the album. Sure. albums you know so as, clo- as close as possible yep yeah cool when you say you'll bring four yeah, guitars yeah. do you bring your vintage guitars on the road yeah. or do you take do you take other ones mm, uh, no I leave them at home yeah you know, I have uh, they, they come too valuable to bring on the road you know? sure yeah but, but the ones I'm bringing they sound just as good you know they sound they sound great but I leave, I leave the old 60s strats at home. And I have one of the Gary Moore's old strats. And, and, oh, really? Wow. And, and yeah, yeah. So I, I, leave, I, leave, I leave those vintage pieces at home. But uh, because I'm bringing them, when you compare them to, to, to the old ones, they sound, they sound just as good. So, so, yeah. Sure, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you want to bring, 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 and bring a, 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 I don't see the point of bringing a '59 at Paul when when you can have a '59 reissue that sounds pretty pretty close. You know, I mean, you know, it's like it, it, the difference in in, in, in value is like yes, yeah, it's huge. You know, so so, but I use all the all that stuff in really when we record. I use I use both uh, new new guitars, and, and when I say new. The newest one is probably from uh, 04, you know, 2004. I mean, that's the newest one I have, but, but it's, a, it's a really good strat. It sounds like an old one, you know, so, mm-hmm. so yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, John, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Really great to, to meet you and talk about uh, your career and, and the new record. And, yeah, as I said, we're really looking forward to yeah. seeing you later uh, this month uh, for your uh, debut Australian tour. Yes. Yes, it's great. We're leaving now on Thursday, so we're very excited. We're going to uh, we're going to Indonesia first uh, to do one show there. Okay, cool. And then uh, and then and then and then to um, and then to Australia three days later. So we have a few days there to adapt to the to uh, the, the time difference and also the climate. <laughs> so, yeah, because in, in, in Sweden it's uh, it's always not, not always cold. Today's a kind of nice day, but, <laughs> yep. but it's a huge different comparison compared to Australia. So, it I is. Mean, so, yeah, yeah. And the time difference. I don't know what the time difference is. What's the time difference there now? And now it is, it's about 9.30 Monday night. A Monday night. Okay. Yeah. What, yeah, what's yeah it's, it's, it's like one, uh, yeah, one o'clock here in the daytime. Okay. On Monday? Is yeah. it Monday or Sunday? 
Yeah, it's Monday. Okay, yeah. okay. So not one, one, o'clock, one, 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 one o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, so not too so, different. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, it, so it takes a few days you know, to adjust. Yeah, to, sure. Yeah, the time Again, John, and um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day with your with your kids before you hit the road again. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank <laughs> you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Take care. Thanks, John. See you soon. Bye. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Now, this podcast was brought to you by the Pedal Movie, the feature-length film all about effects pedals, created by Reverb. Reverb's the Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. For more information, visit thepedalmovie.com. The show was also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by ex-head of guitar at GIT, Joe Elliott. Check out fretboardbiology.com for more information. Alrighty then, you have been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling, and as the legendary German rocker Michael Schenker once told me, Keep rocking, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking indeed. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.